1: To the chgo blackhawks podcast be sure you're uh, subscribing on the youtube page smashing that like button if you're listening on one of your podcast apps please follow along there give us five star reviews anywhere you can we love you for all of that stuff it's greg voice with mario Tirabasi on this around the league wednesday uh, our line mate we're just going to put uh, jay Zawaski in hockey terms Having a maintenance day.
0: Maintenance day, yes. Yes. Preventative maintenance day. This (laughs) this definitely is, yeah. He is, uh, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. He's, uh, it's a good day to have a maintenance day. He's, yes, he's getting some maintenance done. That's all we're going to say. He can, uh, he can expound on it tomorrow. He can disclose as much of that as he wants (laughs) when he returns tomorrow. So, uh, just the two of us are riding it out today, but we got a lot to talk about. Uh, the, uh, NHL arbitration cases are now done. Uh, all of them? I believe so. That, okay. That was according to what I read earlier, at least the most important ones. Yeah. Um, but I believe since the Troy Terry avoided arbitration, I think that put a wrap uh, okay. on all of them. There you go. Uh, so we'll talk about Troy Terry's new deal and how that uh, may him. affect the Blackhawks going forward. Mm-hmm. Um on the ice and in the front office in uh, the Boston Bruins they've had to, they had some arbitration settlements and uh we were just going over that roster and they they uh it's interesting where they're at they needed to win that cup last year <laughs> and yeah. uh it's going to get ugly in Boston uh before it's all said and done uh, and then the the athletic our friends over at the athletic published the results of their annual NHL fan poll so there's some fun questions in there. Black oh, uh, Blackhawks tie-ins. Yeah, there's a couple direct questions affecting the Blackhawks and others. Uh, so we can kind of go over those and maybe give our answers. And you can give your answers in the chat as well for those watching on YouTube. Uh, but first, we just wanted to <clears throat> update everybody. It got lost in the shuffle of our mailbag uh, Monday and Tuesday and our Frank Nazar excitement the other day. Um, that the Blackhawks and the Wirtz family announced their plans for a uh, a public uh, memorial service Mm -hmm. to honor the legacy of of late Chairman Rocky Wirtz, of course, who passed away uh, a few days ago. In case people were wondering or didn't miss it, it's going to be a week from today, August 9th, at the United Center. Uh, The event's going to begin at 11 a.m. inside the arena. It will be first-come, 1st serve seating. Uh, And then following the former program, the United Center will remain open uh, until 3 o'clock in the afternoon for those who are wishing to pay your respects. There's no charge for any of this. It's a free event. Uh, In case you want to head down there, uh, the Blackhawks say guests should enter the United Center through gates 6 and 7 on the south side of the building, which will open at 9.30. So gates at 9.30. And parking will be free, available in lot K. Uh, they will open up other lots if needed. So uh, they also asked in lieu of flowers uh, that you make donations to the Blackhawks, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks Foundation, uh, which Rocky was very proud of and mm-hmm. they did a lot of good work. So that should be yeah. uh, a fitting day. And, and knowing the way the Blackhawks have done these kind of, you know, theme nights, and this is not a theme night, but they're theme nights. They're public their, events. Their, Jersey retirements, things like that. You know, it's going to be uh, a first-class operation from start to finish.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and I think it's, you know, uh, it's it's a good thing to to have this uh, for for Rocky um, and and for the fan base to be able to uh, have an opportunity to honor his his legacy, honor you know what he did uh, for the organization under his uh, chairmanship. <laughs> and yeah i think it'll it'll be good for for blackhawks fans and and for the words family to um show the support and see the support uh so it'll be it'll be a good event for that so um yeah i, th- I believe we will be making efforts to to be there yeah um so we'll uh pay our respects and and uh be be there for uh for the for the team and then the, the Wartz family. So yeah. it'll be good. It'll be good. And yeah, to your point, like I I think, you know, that this is this is one of those times where, you know, you 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 expect uh the Blackhawks to kind of uh go a little bit above and beyond in, in the way that they, they format things and the way that they'll they'll honor Rocky and um they'll 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 do it how he would have envisioned uh an event like this, I think. Um, so yeah, I think that'll be uh, that'll that'll be good to see, and uh, should be um, I want to say fun event, but should be a good honoring. Yeah, for, for sure. For Rocky. Uh,
1: and I think with the timing, with that being at eleven, and our show is not till two. There's no reason why we can't be in attendance for that as well and check it out, and pay our respects. Um, and in case you're wondering, they, the the family is having a private service for family and friends on uh, Tuesday. Sure. Uh, the 8th, the day before. So it'll be a good time for Hawks fans to come pay their respects, um, you know, let let the Wurtz family know, you know, what what Rocky meant to them. Of course, we've talked about it a lot over the past few days, um, you know, bringing this franchise from being a laughingstock in all of professional sports yeah. to making it the model franchise of the NHL um, for years, you know. Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, bringing in three Stanley Cups in six years, you know, we've talked about missteps along the way, but as I said before, the Rocky Wertz era is overwhelmingly positive and, and good. Um, and so it'll be a, it'll be a nice event and a a nice, uh, kind of way to wrap it up and, 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 you know,
0: uh, put a nice ending to a great legacy. Yeah, for sure. Uh Windy City Hockey in the in the chat says, "Do you think the guy do you think the Hawks will wear a rocky patch this season on the jerseys?" I know that they did for uh when Stan Makita passed away. I know they did for when uh Rocky's dad uh yeah, Bill if they wore one away. for Bill
1: Wurtz, There's no doubt they Yeah. One for Rocky. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll
0: they'll I'm sure, they'll I'm have sure there'll be something. Uh and I also uh, RW or something. Yeah, yeah. They'll,
1: they'll 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 probably put the initials on there. Um and then uh, I also, there's been a lot of chatter that there might be a uh, sponsor patch on this year's jersey. Yeah. Too. Uh, so there might potential be potential for patches. That. Which to me, again, I'm not one of those guys that gets upset about that. Long the long memorial patch, yeah, or maybe they put it on the helmet. Yeah. You know, sticker like on a sticker the helmet or something. Um, I'm sure there'll be something on the boards and on the ice all season. Yeah. Uh, but as far as like the sponsorship patch. I don't. I don't get worried about that stuff. I don't get bent out of shape.
0: The the sponsorship patches and and whatnot. Um, you look at them on pretty much any jersey that they're on. They're not gaudy. They're not in the way. They don't distract from what you're looking you're at. At the arena,
1: you can't even. see You them. can't
0: see it on the broadcasts yeah. uh, when you're watching the game. You can't see it at the arena. Uh, you know, unless you're unless you're specifically looking for it. So, yeah, I just I I, I don't think. And when they sell the jerseys, you can get it without the patch on it. Yeah, they don't. Like, put the, they, they don't, don't put, put the, the. You're not going to get like it, a big yeah. Bell Tire logo on your jersey. Like you, you won't you get it without the patch. So I don't. Don't think I don't know if it's going to be Bell Tire or not. I know they're on the helmets, but yeah, um, I just it's it's going to be fine. If you want, listen. If you want the Blackhawks to be able to pay as many players as possible to keep them around With for out.
1: Jacking up ticket
0: prices. Without, yeah. Well, and also, my point being, if you want them to be able to have that because the salary cap goes up, the league has to have revenue. So if the Blackhawks are putting more revenue into the league, if the patches and the sponsorships and all that, if that's putting more revenue into the league, means the salary cap goes up, means teams can stay more competitive longer because of the stupid hard cap. Think about 2010. If the Blackhawks had, if the league had more revenue, more cap space to use— 20, that 2010 team could have, could have stayed together differently. So, listen, if a little, you know, Portillo's patch or whatever it is, I hope oh, it's it Portillo's, Portillo's. Uh, means that, you know, you don't have to sweat as much between, you know, Bedard and Reichel and Korczynski and all their contracts or wherever they, you know, whenever they might come up, I'm fine with it.
1: Yep. All the uh, uh, any means of revenue is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, for the league and for the team and you know number 98 is going to be bringing in a lot of revenue for the NHL oh, for the sure. next few years um, our, uh, our, RJK says I'll be, okay, I'll be okay with a sponsor patch as long as it's CHGO <laughs> I don't know if we're going to afford that we're, we're, we're working on it <laughs> we're going to need a few more it. super chats in order to be able to afford <laughs> that uh, I'll, I'll be okay with that too just put like our three cartoon faces from yeah. the website on each jersey that'd that'd be, yeah, that'd be I'll be okay with that. Uh, I just
0: uh, our, our uh, the, the CHGO application to be uh, the sponsor patch for the Blackhawks will be like my application to the University of Wisconsin. Yeah, <laughs> tossed right out the window.
1: <laughs> yeah, it might be a conflict of interest too, but uh, it'd be fun to see. Sure. Um, all yeah. right, so that's that's the Rocky words. That's the Blackhawks stuff. As we get into the very very. Slow month of August, <laughs> um but that's okay because August means we're one month away from September, and September hockey actually starts. So
0: we're getting there. Getting we're getting there. there.
1: We got to get through this month, and then we'll be okay. Once we uh, get through this
0: month, we got the rookie tournament, and then training camp, and then eventually, and then, real hockey is, yes. is is coming around the uh, corner.
1: Which is strange because I. I Dawned on me last night while looking through some of the, those October dates. Blackhawks only have two home games the entire month of October.
0: Yeah, well, they it's, start with a five-game road yeah. trip. Thanks, uh, fish. And then, and then uh, is it is it two home games and then another like four yeah? Then four game like, road trip. I mean
1: yeah. So they have like the twenty-first, the home opener, and yeah. then the twenty-fourth. Okay. Those are their only two home games, home games in October, October, which is fine because that means there'll be a ton of. You know, games at the second yeah. half of the season. I yeah. can't wait for all those January and February home games. Was it? I think it was.
0: F- I think it was February. They only have one road game, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that sounds schedule. about right. It's,
1: so I can't wait. It's be the opposite of driving to United Center. A lot all in February. In February, I'd much yeah. rather do it in October.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it'll, it'll be all right. It'll be. Uh, I, at last February, it was like just two home games. I think it was something crazy. Yeah, because bye February. week
1: in there somewhere, and February has traditionally been not a great month because that's usually the the uh, the Disney on Ice trip was uh, used right, to be yeah. they'd be gone cuz they'd have the long February trip and then the circus trip around Thanksgiving but well, they don't got, have that anymore. Either, you Yeah, the
0: All-Star so. break too, right. usually right in that first week of February. So and then are
1: they, are they doing all the buys right around the All-Star break again like they did last year? I'd have year? to look
0: at the league wide schedule. I think but. they
1: might be doing that again. Um so yeah, maybe we'll get some uh, bearish weather in in February, and it'll be a home ice advantage for the Blackhawks. Sure. It's too cold People outside. will hate coming to Chicago. I don't know. All right, well, Wednesdays are, are around the league Wednesdays, kind of, sort of, uh, even though there wasn't a ton of stuff to talk about. But uh, the Anaheim Ducks have locked up one of their – uh, core members, one of the guys they've identified, Troy Terry, they avoided arbitration and signed. he signed a seven-year, $49 million deal to stay with the Anaheim Ducks. Good deal for him. Uh, very good deal for him. Not bad for a guy that was selected 148th overall back <laughs> in 2015. He's really come along. He's Again, this is the type of guy that you have to think of when you see some of these Blackhawks prospects. You know, 2015, he was drafted. And his first two years professionally were split between the NHL and the AHL. Remind yep. you of somebody? And then, <laughs> you know, it took him. A, then he had two full years of over 60 points. And then you yeah. were mentioning, uh, you know, this could be a good comp to Lucas Reichel as far as what maybe that next deal is. Now, he's going to be an RFA after this season. Yeah. Yeah. So we were having this discussion before the show do the Blackhawks try a 2 or 3 year bridge deal or do they try and lock up Ryche on one of these types of deals to avoid the UFA you yeah. know an- another deal and to kind of maybe get him a long term discount at, at a discounted rate to where in 3 or 4 years it's g- it hopefully would be
0: a bargain Yeah
1: it's a it's an interesting dilemma for for Kyle Dave. First of all, he's got to prove that he's, he's worth a deal. Like sure,
0: it's. yeah, exactly, exactly. We all assume he can get to that level, but he has to prove it on the ice. But yeah, for Troy Terry, I mean, he he burned the first year of his ELC by playing two years or two games rather um, following his third year at DU uh, in in uh, in college. So he played two games, burns that year. So he only has a two year length of his actual, you know, entry level deal. Uh, Like you said, splits, splits times between Anaheim and San Diego in the, uh, in the AHL two awful places to play. (laughs) Yeah. Must suck. Um, And then signed a three year, $1.45 million AAV uh, bridge deal off of his ELC for the uh, 21, 22, and 23 seasons. And in those seasons, he put up 20 points in the abbreviated uh, 2021, 2020, 2021 season. Uh, And then 67 points in 75 games in 21, 22, and then 61 points in 70 games uh, last season. So back-to-back 60-point seasons uh, for a guy 23, 24, 25 years old. Um, Yeah, I just look at it as... You know, this is this is a player that you would think when the Anaheim Ducks are back on the upswing um, and hoping to contend in in the you know next few years down the road, Troy Terry is is a great, going to be a great player, but not necessarily the guy that's going to put them over the top. And and I think Reichel is going to it has the opportunity to be a really good to great player for the Blackhawks but not necessarily the guy that puts him over the top right so if he comes in and has a, a standout season 60 points in 80 games or whatever scores 20 goals 25 goals whatever it is um that's a that's a great season for him and then I think it, you know, at 21, 22 years old, it kind of puts the Blackhawks in an interesting spot. Do they, like you said, do they give him this long extension and say, we believe in you, here's seven years at $6 million or whatever, or, or $7 million? Um, or do they try and, and bridge him to the point where you could still keep his RFA status, another contract uh, go around, uh, and not necessarily handcuff you in any way you know cap wise i think with that with that option you also run the risk of well he puts up 60 points and then he puts up 70 points and he puts up 70 points again now right. you got a guy who's a proven top level yeah. nhl he player takes that
1: jump and gives you an 80 to 90 point season yeah. and then you're like well now we got then you got a t- $10 24
0: 25 you've, year old who's looking for 10 dollars. million you've, you've got Alex yeah.
1: to bring it part two on your hands right right as far as contract goes so yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. Now that we talked about the Ducks on the upswing, they're obviously now under the control of Pat Verbeek. They, I mean, you look what they did this offseason. They brought in Al Kilorn, They mm-hmm. brought in Radko Gudis. Those are guys you bring in when you want to compete. Yeah. And those are guys that are from teams that have won Stanley Cups, that have been the Stanley Cup finals. They're not – those guys didn't sign in Anaheim to – to babysit young guys no 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 they're they're
0: not they're not perry and felino
1: and they they i mean i thought the ducks had a shot of being a playoff team last year i mean they were just so bad early on and yeah and they they quit on their coach there was no doubt on that and then i think this year new coach another year you know you bring in some veterans you got another year of your young guys jumping forward um and it'll be interesting because Uh, Next season they got to give new deals To Jamie Drysdale and uh, Trevor Zegers
0: So uh, According to Cap Friendly Zegers is still uh, Needs a deal For this year For this year okay I thought he was He is uh, I'm looking at here Yeah I mean he's he's still uh, Listed as an RFA here unless I missed something and cap friendly doesn't miss things. Um, no, yeah, you're yes, right. Zegers yeah. still needs a deal. I mean, it's it's you know they're going to so be able. So Drysdale too. Yeah,
1: they need them this year, not next year.
0: Yeah, they're going to. I mean, they're going to sign them eventually. Yeah, it's they've got about ten
1: million dollars in cap space or twenty million dollars in cap space. Twenty million. Yeah. Space. So
0: they'll. So they'll get deals. They'll, done they'll get deals guys. done for those guys. But yeah, I mean, you figure, uh, you you know, you got Troy Terry, you got Zegers, you got Drysdale, you got Mason Metavich. You think probably Leo Carlson plays this year. Uh, Maybe we'll see. It would be interesting to see. You know, if
1: Pat Verbeek wants to prove everybody right that taking I him took over this Fantilli, guy yeah. second over Fantilli, and I want to show you why.
0: Yeah, I mean they, they have some. Uh, I mean they definitely have some holes uh, defensively. Uh, your your top guys are Drysdale, Cam Fowler, uh, and Radko Gudas, basically. Um, you know, in net, John Gibson. Lucas Dolstal. Gibson uh, wants out though And Gibson wants to leave Dostal is the guy that
1: He's the goalie of the future Yeah Um, You know Gibson's just been A shell of his former self The last two or three years Yeah
0: they're, They're a team that I think they want to compete And contend But I just don't think That they have The right pieces to Uh to do it yet I mean you still you have a year left uh this this final season of Adam Henrique, final season this year of Jakob Silferberg you have Ryan Strom for uh four seasons including this year at five million uh, it, I think they have some of the pieces there they should be better than last year yeah. I'll put it that way they and should be better than last. they year.
1: have the the fortunate situation of playing in arguably the worst division in hockey yeah. I mean, they're going to have a lot of games against the Coyotes who are better than they've been. The Coyotes
0: are in the Central. Oh, that's right. Jesus Christ. They'll have yeah, – <laughs> right. but yeah. they'll have – you know, they'll they'll the, face San Jose. San Jose, who's going to be – They'll face Calgary, a, yeah. who's a question mark. Um, you know, yeah. C- Seattle had a great season last year after having a dismal season in their first year. Um, so we'll see what, what yeah. pans out there. I mean, the there.
1: Kings are kind of – they were a playoff team last year, but, you know, you never know. Pacific, the,
0: yeah, the Pacific Division is is interesting, but they'll they'll have their opportunity. I mean, they'll you know they'll play they'll play Chicago, they'll play Arizona a couple of times. Yeah, and they
1: get those games against Vancouver. Yeah, those should be you know those should make them a little more healthy in the point standing. So yeah, um, we'll see what happens with with Anaheim. I think you know I said they were going to be uh, contending for a playoff spot last year, and look how well they uh, <laughs> I rewarded mean, my good faith. But they'll I think. They'll be at least in wildcard contention for much of the season. Yeah. They'll be one of those teams that come trade deadline you're not sure what they're gonna do.
0: And with the with the cap space that they have, they could be one of those teams, I know we were talking about it yesterday, they could be one of those teams that heading into training camp or coming out of training camp right before the season starts, they might be one of those teams that says, Hey, uh Caleb Jones is still a free agent or you know, uh, you go out, you go go through the list of the guys that are that are still unsigned. That they might go out and get one or two players and say, "Hey, this, you know, this is a, a free agent that we're giving an opportunity to kind of bolster our lineup. If it works out, great. If it doesn't, then, you know, they're they're a team that, you know, the the aspirations are not Stanley Cup necessarily, but they have they have the spot. They're in a spot where they can kind of roll the dice on a on someone." from that list so it'd be interesting to see what they decide on doing
1: and the team that uh we're gonna talk about after our our ad reads here in a second um you know the bruins might be looking to set, shed some salary the, the flames are still looking to make some trades so maybe the Bruins
0: kind of have to <laughs> they, yeah
1: we're, we're, we'll be talking about that uh here in a moment uh but just to wrap up the lucas reichel yeah. part like okay what would it what kind of season would it be for him for you to give him one of these Troy Terry deals this
0: off season? If he if he puts up like if he's north of like sixty five points, then and it looks like he's not just kind of coattailing Bedard or something. Like if if, if Reichel looks like a guy who puts up sixty, sixty five, close to seventy points and is you know you know looks like he's he's more in control of his lines production um, rather than just if they put him on a line with Bedard and he's just kind of feeding Bedard all 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 season while that's all well and good um, I think you know you look at past players that benefited from line mates like a guy like Dylan Strom I think if Reichel can put up points and look like a factor on his own outside of who's on his line I think that's really that's really what I would would say would put me over the top to say you know what at 22 years old sign him as for as long term as possible give him 7 million like invest in him show him that hey you, we brought you in to be this kind of player you've shown us now you can be this kind of player at a early uh early stage in his career lock him up for the for the you know the peak of his career his prime years uh as much as you can
1: yeah i agree with that Uh, it's gonna be up to lucas reichel i think to yeah see what kind of deal he gets but yeah if he looks like he's what you expected him to be and you can get him at a discounted rate long term where you don't have to worry about it i'm all all for it
0: yeah and with this potential rise in the salary cap um You'd like to think that If you sign a guy to Like a Troy Terry You know, seven years Seven million per year That By years Two, three, four of that deal Seven million per year Is no longer like You know, Whoa. whoa Like that's that's, yeah, one that's of these top years line that, money. It's like, well, no, that's what you get for a really good second line player.
1: One of these years, that big jump the NHL has been promising. <laughs> one of stays. these forever. it's actually going to happen. Yeah. We'll actually be able to go over a million dollars. Maybe we'll get that <laughs> jump. You know, if the MLS can somehow give Lionel Messi a billion dollars, we can we can get a five million dollar <laughs> sure, bump in the sure. salary cap
0: rate. You know, you, come on. you'd think you'd think. Yeah. Just as long as the NHL doesn't sell their rights to a streaming service. Yeah.
1: If it gets me a hundred million dollar salary cap, <laughs> I'll watch Maybe every i si- watch every single game on Paramount Plus or whatever. Sure, yeah. What, what would be, What would be the streaming service? The NH- NH- oh, NHL it's, would give it to the worst. It's one. gonna be uh, M L S. At least has Apple T V. That's like a legit company. It would be like. You know, is Tubi still a thing? Stream all our games live on Blue Sky. We're like yeah, half, half, yeah. half the world can't even yeah, get an invite. It'll to be watch.
0: the when when Threads uh, launches its live video yeah. service, you will watch find all, all the your NHL, NHL games, games on
1: IMBDV TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: that, yeah. It'll, it'll it it'll be definitely back. be something that like that.
1: Uh, you know, it's not bad though. It's it's getting decked out for. Late August golf outings with from our friends at Pins and Aces.
0: Yeah, that's never a bad thing. Uh, Pins and Aces, they are the official golf apparel partner of us here at uh CHGO and of the All City Network, and they are uh, one of the presenting sponsors of the CHGO kickoff classic that uh, we'll talk about a little bit about later. Our golf outing coming up uh, later this month at Cog Hill, but uh, there's going to be plenty of Pins and Aces gear. Uh, out on the course for our event and there's already a lot of pins and aces gear out there on the course i know i'm going to be wearing my pins and aces gear tomorrow Uh, that is the reason i won't be here for the show i will be uh golfing with my dad in a golf outing that we do uh almost every year uh so that'll be a lot of fun but i will be wearing my pins and aces gear and uh going to be showing it off and when i uh you know hook the ball into the trees or shank it into the water. At least I'm gonna look good when I'm doing it. And that's uh, that's what pins and aces can do for you on the course. Uh, they make amazing polos, hats, they have golf bags, uh, pants, gloves, ball markers, you name it, pins and aces, uh, can get you decked out in it in the golf game, and even more, they have the beer slash beef sleeve, the innovative product that allows you to store up to seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep those drinks cold the entire round. You could do beers, you could do juices in a can, you can do sparkling water in a Italian can. Italian beef sandwiches. You could do Italian beef sandwiches. You could probably or do. Or combos. You could probably do combos, hot dogs, brats, whatever you want. Uh, stick them in the beer slash beef sleeve and it'll keep them warm or cold for as long as you need them and you can get all of this at uh, pinsandaces.com check them out there and when you do use the promo code chgo and you're going to get 15 percent off of your first order and you're going to get free shipping again that's the code chgo when you go to pinsandaces.com
1: and if you want to get decked out in some great sports merchandise, or if we call some it around spurch. these parts, some spurch. merchandise, Some spurch sports merchandise. Head over to our friends at FOCO and get fitted in the best sports gear around. They've got everything from hoodies. Uh, we don't need those just yet, but maybe stock up before hockey season. Get yourself get some ready. hoodies, yeah. shoes. They've got signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. We're in the middle of baseball season, so grab your Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags. Everything you need for a game. As you look around, you'll see a lot of bobbleheads and decorations. Uh, might
0: be some White Sox bobbleheads on clearance from uh, Focal.
1: Yes, those Jake Burgers <laughs> are buy two, get one free or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, lots of ex-White Sox bobbleheads on the... Uh, on FOCO for you, but uh, as you see, we've got quite a few of our decorations from our set are provided by our friends over at FOCO. So get yourself some awesome pieces for your office at home or at work, your man cave, your she shed, your your garage, whatever it is that you want to decorate, FOCO has got you covered. Go show them some love at foco.foco.com, or click on the link in the description below and use the promo code CHGO and you're going to get 10% off all non-presale items at checkout.
0: Yes. All right. Get decked out. Uh, well, we, we paid
1: some bills, and the Boston Bruins are going to have to pay some bills here.
0: They're Yeah, they're uh, going to have to pay the Piper in, in, yeah, in a little they, bit.
1: Um, yeah, they went for it last year, all in, as we yeah. like to say, and it ended in a giant ball of fire. It came crashing down, and that might be the last chance the Boston Bruins have at a Stanley Cup for a very long
0: time. The last real good chance. Right. Um, you lose David Krejci. You lose Patrice Bergeron to retirement. Um. And you don't have the ability to really replace them I mean, we they tried going, We were going through their uh, James
1: their, Van Riemsdyk James Van Riemsdyk yeah. would have been a
0: nice signing four years ago Three, th- three four years ago uh, would have been nice, yeah Doesn't help them get any younger uh, Milan Lucic was great when he was a Bruin uh, 12 years ago Yeah So he's back Great <laughs> uh, and who
1: else did they sign? Uh, uh, they,
0: they brought in Jesper Boqvist. Okay, uh, the other he's, the other Boqvist. Yeah, the
1: guy I used to say was second best Boquist, but he might be actually best eh. Boquist. Could be. Or at least he's not
0: forty. Sure, <laughs> yeah, so he's got that goal. He's for a young him. guy, twenty five.
1: He's one of the youngest guys
0: on the team. They uh, they just wrapped up arbitrations with uh, former Wisconsin Badger Trent Frederick, uh, and then also young goaltender uh, Jeremy Swayman on a three point four seven five. Uh, million dollar arbitration deal for him. So you have your your tandem from last year still there with Linus Allmark, uh, Vesna Winner, and Jeremy Swayman. Uh, two guys that had maybe their career best seasons ever. Uh, well, obviously up until now. Yeah. Um, but that might be the best performance you you get out of them. Uh, you have guys like Charlie McAvoy and Hampus Lindholm locked up for a long time defensively. Uh, you have David Pasternak locked, locked up for a long time, but at a pretty high $11.25 million cap hit. Two years left of Brad Marchand, who is 35. Three years left of Charlie Coyle at $5.25 You got four years left at $4.75 of Pavel Zaka. Uh, like we said, James Van Rooz, like uh, Milan Lucic are in the fold as well. Jake DeBrus, Trent Frederick, I just don't think they have the cap space and they have the horses to really replace what Krejci and Bergeron leave uh, as they exit the organization. Um, I, we're, I don't think we're looking at a team that's going to be making the same noise, anywhere near the same noise they made in the league last year.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, they basically, they have $429,000 of cap space right now. Not a lot. After the Swayman and... Uh, it's not enough. Deals. No.
0: <laughs> That's not even really,
1: league minimum. You don't have – you lost so much center depth. and Oh, yeah. Don't, let's not even talk about what those two guys brought to the ice. You're not going to be able to replace Patrice Bergeron's defense and offense, but just what those guys bring to the locker room. And oh, yeah. I mean, this was Patrice Bergeron's team yeah. for a long time, over a decade. It's going to take them a while to get an identity, get them a new – leader a new voice you know a lot of people say oh just make Brad Marchand the next captain
0: i mean i could see that sure it would he's, be a very he's, Boston-y he's, type thing to do i mean he's been there he's been there with chara and with bergeron for yeah, his entire career he was on career. the 2013 cup team that's how long he's 2011. been 2011 uh, yeah. he was on the 2011 cup
1: team and yeah, yeah and he was on the team that lost to the hawks so he's yeah. been through he was on all three of those stanley cup teams it's just I wonder how much of an effect Patrice Bergeron had on Marchand when Marchand was ready to go full on stupid. Yeah. Cuz he's he's relaxed from that. I mean, he's 35. You'd
0: think that he'd you at this think. point in his of his career be able to You'd think, but yeah. you
1: know, without, you know, Bergeron there to kind of be like, "Hey, dude, not cool." Does he does he go revert to being a complete meathead <laughs> as opposed to a somewhat meathead, but yeah, I,
0: I, but they need to the re-
1: they need some centers
0: and they don't yeah. have the money to go out and get any. Your top center right now is Charlie Coyle, which he's a fine center, but he's mm. not a number one. No, he's
1: not a five million dollar player either. I don't. That's, <laughs> that's not
0: a great contract. Yeah. Um, you got Morgan Geeky, you, uh, Jesper Boquist is also a center kind of. Um, I yeah, I just I don't don't see that they that they have those gaps filled in their in their lineup and uh, we were talking about you know the cap space that they don't have they also don't have a first second or third round pick this year they don't have their second round pick next year in 2025 either so you don't have the draft capital to really yeah you know make make a sweetener deal to to maybe move some uh some money around this team is very much locked up as what they are
1: yeah, welcome to NHL hell, Boston Bruins. <laughs> you had your shot, you blew it. I'm not saying they're missing the playoffs
0: this no, year. No, I think they're still good. But if they did, I wouldn't around. be
1: shocked. But they're definitely not going to be the number one seed in the East.
0: No, and, and
1: even though you lose Krejci and
0: and, and Bergeron.
1: As, as as Philippe says in the chat, they also lost Orloff, Bertuzzi, Hathaway, Taylor yeah, Hall, Nick right. Foligno. They lost
0: a lot, a lot from that team. That's a
1: lot. Bergeron overshadows them all, and rightfully so, but that's a lot of that veteran was, and those were
0: Those were all those guys that they had that they brought that's in to why, go for it. That's
1: why they have no picks.
0: Right. That's why that none of those guys came back. Too. Yeah. Everybody
1: thought Tyler Bertuzzi was going to come back. Could have. And he's in Toronto.
0: Yeah. I, so it's 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 a lot to lose. Um I know we talked about, like, you know, the 40-point the swing it would have to be for them to go from, you know, record-breaking President's Trophy winners to out of the playoffs, but that almost happened to the Panthers. Like, it's not unheard of yeah. that a team can have that drastic of a it's swing happened. season yeah. to season.
1: I mean, you got to remember, Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup in 2010 and needed the Minnesota Wild in, yeah. to beat the Dallas Stars on the last day. Yeah in order for them to get back in the playoffs so you know it's it's happened um especially when you got a veteran team that's lost a lot of guys uh maybe they may try and make a trade trade one of these guys to free up some salary cap space i know the the uh the flames appear to be open for business and they've got a couple of guys that would look good down the middle for them Mm -hmm. and elias elias lindholm and uh backland um but the Flames aren't going to take Charlie Coyle back for those guys, and the Bruins don't have, as you mentioned, they don't have the draft capital. No, and they really don't have the prospects either. No, if they had the prospects, they wouldn't be giving, uh, you know, Trent, two million dollars a year. Trent Frederick, they'd be, they'd be just call up a guy from the AHL. They're, they're in trouble.
0: They're, yeah, they're in they're big not, trouble. They're not in a great spot to have no draft picks. A low, a lowly uh, rated prospect system, and still, I mean, there's still good pieces around there. Brad Marchand's still a good player, even at 35. Uh, he does hasn't shown any real signs of slowing down. And David
1: Pasternak's one of Pasternak the top is,
0: six players in the yeah, league. Yeah, he's an elite player. McAvoy and Lindholm are good defensemen. I think the biggest question is what does Olmark and Swayman do? Because because last season felt like an anomaly that they both played so well. Um, and they also had a team that was a monster in front of them. Now that monster is diminished a bit, can they pick up the slack that's left?
1: Does, how does Olmark and Swayman look without Patrice Bergeron right. and, and David Kreitchie winning all those defensive zone face-offs, getting the puck out of the zone, yeah. playing elite defense? It's going to be interesting uh, it to see. Will be, it will be interesting, for sure. And, 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 and had they won the Cup last year and they're raising a banner, oh, you no cares. Night, nobody cares. Yeah, It's all forgiven. Absolutely. But to to have the best regular season in the history of the NHL and lose in the first round and now have to go through this, it's going to get ugly. It's and I kind of like it.
0: <laughs> and you I'm, said they were frauds. You called it. I did. I did. Uh, and even just looking at some of their – like bigger contracts that you would think that they could move. I mean, you could move to Brusk. That's four million, but that's a guy that you might kind of need. He can play center, play wing, up and down the lineup. Um, you know, you could move uh, Matt Grislyk, Uh, but then you know your 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 left defensemen are, are left a little uh, little thin there. You have Shattenkirk this year for one point uh, just over a million dollars. I mean, you can move him. That doesn't really give you a lot of cap space to work with, but I don't know. It's just it's, – it feels like they're, they're almost literally at the ceiling. They're 400,000 short of the ceiling, and they're just maxed out with where they're at. They don't have anybody yeah. that I know of. Uh, I don't think anyone's going on LTIR no, or anything like that.
1: You struggle this year. You barely make the playoffs. You miss the playoffs. Easiest way to start rebuilding, getting draft picks and prospects back – it's finding someone to take David Pasternak. It's painful, but that's the easiest way to start a rebuild.
0: David Pasternak. Does he have a full mo- no-movement? Yeah, years one through five, no-movement clause. Yeah, but
1: if the team is garbage, he may be like, get me the hell out of
0: here. Yeah. I, it's. He's never
1: won a that's cup. true. He wouldn't mind doing that. He had a shot at one, didn't do it in 2019.
0: He's, uh, he's also he's also got that personality, though, that, you know, he he see, he seems like... He wants to be invested in where he's at. I don't think he's necessarily a money or cup chaser. I think if he likes Boston enough, he'll try and stick it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's they're 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 big players to move. All have some sort of no no movement, no trade. Yeah, like, uh,
1: almost, what would you say? There's like seven or eight, <laughs> almost everybody. I think they got more no movements than
0: non-no movements. Yeah, they have They have a lot. They gave one to Milan Lucic, uh, Zaka, Coyle, Marshan, Pasternak, uh, Brandon Carlo, Derek Forbo, and Hampus Lindholm all have no movements Given or no Derek trades.
1: Giving any kind of no movement clause just seems such an interesting one. So silly.
0: I know it's a limited yeah, it's clause. It's, it's, it's not a full no,
1: but still, like really,
0: at hey, <sighs> I don't. They know. did. Linus Allmark I, I, as well. I think no trade. Well, modified, I mean, no he's trade. coming
1: off of a yeah, winning
0: the Vesna. Vesna. Sure.
1: I mean, you shouldn't, but yeah, I. To me, no movement clauses should be outlawed. They should be banned. <laughs> like it's 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 silly. Yeah, it, all, all they do is is make things life harder for you
0: as a general manager. Right. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's 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 good to have it for the player. Pr- Absolutely. Protect, protection, but yeah, from a GM standpoint, uh, you, you you handcuff yourself when you do that. So, yeah, Boston's going to be an interesting team to see. I, I I still think they are a playoff team. I just don't think you know especially in that division too like i would not be surprised if they are a like you said like a wild like wild yeah, card seventh, eighth one seed. or two yeah, yeah maybe like,
1: they can return the favor and and knock out the panthers as the eighth seed this maybe. year that'd be fun kind of <laughs> um all right we'll spend the last <laughs> give me the, few minutes give me the chaos. of our our show uh the athletic uh did their annual nhl fan poll and they released their results of that and there's some interesting questions in here we're, we're not going to go through all of them but we'll just do a few that kind of uh involve the blackhawks uh and the first one they did uh not the first question but the, f- the one that involves the blackhawks the most Connor bedard is 24 years old in his prime he is playing at the following level this it, was an interesting one yes the uh the top response getting 30, almost 36%. Top 10 player in the NHL. Think current Kirill Kaprizov. Okay. Okay. Uh, just behind that was 31.6%. Top three player in the NHL. Think current Nathan McKinnon. That's a little better. Uh, that sounds uh, nice. Yeah. Third was at 14.6%. Battling with 32-year-old McDavid for MVP. That's what I want. Yes, that'd be wonderful. Uh, I think the McKinnon and the M- MVP are the are the are the I, th- I don't know top 10 players seems a little disappointing.
0: I'm not I'm not If you yeah, if you're saying that Connor Bedard at 24 years old, that's what six seasons in the NHL. If you're saying that he is on the level of what Kapri- Kirill Kaprizov is right now, it's a little disappointing. That's great. Um that's a guy who can beat your best player. But yeah, I think it falls a little short of what everyone's kind of been told that yeah. he can be. You didn't you didn't give up an entire
1: season for Kir- Kirill Kaprizov. No offense right. to Kirill Kaprizov, who's a fantastic player.
0: Yeah. But I want. You a want Conor a guy. You want, you want the
1: Sidney Crosby. You, you want, want a guy league. who is yeah. going
0: to compete for MVPs. He's going to be in the running to lead the league in points, and you yeah. that's that's what you want. You to want hope
1: a guy for. that's going to be so good you take for granted how good he is.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Like we did
1: for many years for some of those Hawks guys, like we do for Connor McDavid. Yeah. Like we've done for Sidney Crosby. You just for you just take for granted because they're just guaranteed to put up forty goals, a hundred points. You're just like, oh, he did yeah. it again. No big deal. Well,
0: yeah, and and I I think that's that's what you all that's what we all hope for him to be. We want him to be at the highest potential ceiling that he can be at. Um, but I will say, if he is, if he maxes out as top 10 player in the league I think that it'd be easier to stomach and should be easier to stomach if that ends up being the case because of the other players that the Blackhawks kind of have to put behind him like if he's top 10 let's say Breichel's top 20 top 30 let's say Frank Nazar becomes a, a top 50 player in the league or Oliver Moore does that, or Kevin Korchinski does that, if Kevin Korchinski is one of the top 30, top 20 defensemen in the league, having all those guys together would make make it a little bit more, you know, stomachable that, oh, Pedard didn't become the elite next McDavid, but he was part of this group of really great guys that all came together and, and helped the team, you know, Hopefully reach their the aspirations of the Stanley Cup. Yeah. I think that's the only way that him only being quote unquote only being a top ten player in the league yeah, I mean, would be I, fine. I
1: don't think at any point of Patrick Kane's career did you consider him the best player in the league. I no. only went a heart but top it, five. He was always some you know point. Ovechkin yeah. or Crosby. Those guys are kind of always in the conversation so if it's the same for bedar but the hawks are winning championships because the team is so good right then it's then it's okay the other options i got votes for that was a top 30 player in the nhl think current sebastian aho 9.9 percent those people are are on crack uh all-star level but not a true franchise talent think current matt barz barzell 3.4 percent and then a couple people from uh Vancouver Spurn Canuck (laughs) fans Not an all-star level or better 1.1% Get out of town
0: I'm going to do some quick math But At the very least We can say Almost 80% Of the league Of of fans around the league Think uh, Connor Bedard could be At the very least A top 10 player And I think that that's Completely fair
1: Absolutely Based on You know Just numbers The talent The shot It's very easy to, uh, to think that way, and and that's hopefully exactly what happens. Um, so that was one interesting question. I like that. Uh, another one. Pick one NHL team that you're most confident will win a Stanley Cup at any point before the year 2030. <laughs> uh, the team with the most votes, 16.1 percent, were the Carolina Hurricanes. New Jersey they, Devils. They
0: eventually have to figure it you out, right? You would think, you know, <laughs>
1: they've got a couple more years to really give it a shot. The New Jersey Devils 15.5%, I like that. Yeah, their window's opening. Uh, the Oilers still at 13.1%. You got to believe David, David gets Dreisaitl. one at some point. I, think, I really thought think? this past
0: year was going to be the year they finally do it, but yeah, they just they're they're potentially running out of time to do it together. So,
1: 10.2% uh, of the people think Colorado Avalanche.
0: We'll do it still, again. Still, we'll
1: get another one. Uh, that's feasible.
0: Yeah. Their their window is definitely still open. Number
1: five, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Those poor saps still think they're going to do it. 4.6%. Here's an interesting one. The Minnesota Wild are sixth at
0: 3.7%. It really feels but, like it would have to be like... It would remember, have had to have been a, like last year. being and. voted
1: on by the fans. Sure, yeah. So, the, you know, Minnesota... Some rabid passionate fans. fan base uh, passionate the athletic Hawks subscribers come in at ninth at 2.7 percent so only 2.7 percent of the fans polled think they'll well it's not think they'll win one by but that was their choice for sure yeah block.
0: A, a, a pick a team that you know will win a cup by 2030 yeah. and hey being being ninth out of the ninth choice out of the league that's not so bad especially when you consider you know, the eight teams ahead of them are, you know, perennial contenders like the Hurricanes and up-and-coming contenders like the Devils. And you have Oilers, Avalanche, yeah. Maple Leafs, Wild, Stars, Sabres, up-and-coming team. And then you have the Blackhawks ahead of the Golden Knights, ahead of the Rangers, ahead of the Bruins, ahead of the Red Wings. Like, yeah. okay, I'll take that.
1: The bottom I, feet of the worst t- uh, tied at 0.1%. It's probably only got one vote. Uh, The Arizona Coyotes, not a shock And the Calgary Flames
0: Yeah, I think people just don't they're
1: low on them. I so think watch people just don't them, know right? what the Flames are doing. Next, last year, I was high on them, picked them to go to the, the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. This year, no, everyone's just gonna like write them off. So this will be the year they go to the Stanley Cup. Sure, final, of course. Um, <laughs> and lose to the Carolina Hurricanes. Apparently, uh, <laughs> the Winnipeg Jets, 02 percent. The San Jose Sharks, point two percent. I think I'm not sure they're good enough to win a cup, but they should be higher than in that. The they next, got some talent. In the coming. next,
0: what is this then? So 2030? Is that six seasons, seven seasons? six seasons i think um i feel like san jose can turn it around and and be respectable uh a playoff contender in six years they they have the they have the picks they have some of some talented prospects i think they're in a, going in a direction where you can say they can turn it around um but i i i think obviously they they haven't shown that they're ready for that upswing yet um, Winnipeg, yeah, that's another one where it just seems like, yeah, what are they doing? Yeah, on
1: the down end, yeah. Um, we have uh, the flip side of that question. Pick three NHL teams that look the most hopeless in terms of becoming a cup contender at any point before 2030. Surprise, surprise, the team with the most votes, the Arizona Coyotes. Sorry, uh, Petey, right, Craig, H-N-X. and Leah. Yeah. 61.4% of the votes went to the Coyotes. Uh, then there's the sharks 30.7 yeah. i mean i know the sharks have been bad and they're going to be bad this year but there's some talent on the way there yeah uh, the jets just under 30 percent the flyers uh that makes sense they're they're just starting a rebuild the canucks because yeah i mean they're the canucks
0: sure another team that's like what and they have the anaheim
1: ducks at 17.9 percent. that's silly we talked about how they're yeah. going to get better. than the Columbus Blue Jackets at 16.6. I think that's some recent bias. People are just looking at the standings from yeah, last a l- year.
0: A lot of these are. But the are, Blue
1: Jackets have a lot of good young talent coming. And they should, they're should. another team that shouldn't have been as bad as they were last year. Yeah. But then, you know, who knows, Mike Backpot could have complete uh, monkey wrench and all that. Who knows? And the Blackhawks are there at 5.2%. So more fans think they are completely hopeless in being a cup contender before 2030 than winning a Stanley Cup (laughs) between 2030. Again, these are fans. Yeah. These are fans from all 32 bases. These are not experts. These are not coaches or players. These are fans who a lot of fans, believe it or not. Don't like the Chicago Blackhawks. Jeez. So it's more out of Shocker. spite that yes. they're going to say yes. this. It's yeah, like, but
0: it, I, I, it's funny. So it's most hopeless in terms of becoming a cup contender at any point before 20, 2030. And that's hilarious to me because it's just like, I know we're not saying Bedard makes you an instant cup contender this season. But the consensus is that with him, you're immediately a, a, a better team. And, and to, the, to the athletics, own Dom Lucision's model. If they had added Connor Bedard to the Blackhawks uh, in terms of offseason additions and improvements and whatnot, they would have been one of the six most improved teams from last season to this season. So, to think that you have Bedard, even with a ragtag group around him for six seasons, that the Blackhawks, he couldn't drag them at least to becoming a potential contender. I, that's just crazy to me. Yeah. Like, that's, there's, there is wanting to vote against the Blackhawks just because you want to vote against the Blackhawks. And then, and there's, then there's actually, like, trying to use your brain to yeah. be like, this kid's going to be pretty special. Yeah. So... I think that's where you get your your differential Absolutely, there.
1: yeah. Um, sometimes it's fun to be the villain. Um, I'm
0: going to try and embrace it as much as I can. Oh, I'm, 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 already buying, I'm it. buying more uh, black uh, clothing. Um, I'm trying to think what else, what else I can do oh, to I've embrace it. I've already downloaded the, a
1: ton of, like... Crying baby gifts. Oh, there you go. Okay. On whatever social media th- outlet we're using. Yeah. Come, uh <laughs> When the Blackhawks are back to the playoffs. Yep. I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, we'll just do a couple more quick ones. There's some interesting things about the playoffs, but that—that's something do the three of us maybe of maybe yeah. friday's remote show we can tackle all of that and break it down a little better but a couple fun ones before we go number uh the first question they ask who's the best player in the nhl not named connor mcdavid um nathan mckinnon of the avalanche got 30.4 percent of votes his teammate kale mccarr 17.8 mcdavid's teammate leon Draisaitl just Slightly behind him, seventeen point four percent. Then Austin Matthews, twelve point two percent, and Matthew Kachuk, nine point seven percent. Jays guy, one one trip, one amazing playoff run. Do you think that he was in the top five last year, Matthew Kachuk?
0: I no, don't. no, it's definitely a recency thing. But I mean, to say that, I think to say that he's the best player besides McDavid in the league is a stretch. But he definitely propelled himself into the conversation of top 10 in the league top five in the league yeah. you know uh, when people talk about oh who would you you know take to right now to build your franchise around he's a guy that people want I and mean, he's got the kind of game that does a little bit of everything great
1: the guy right ahead from Austin Matthews where I think we talked about during the playoffs if you're in a Stanley Cup final you're in a playoff series who would you rather have yeah Austin Matthews or Matthew Kachuk
0: I think it's it, Matthew Kachuk. I think I I, I think Kachuk has definitely uh, made himself a case to be in the in that yeah. conversation, considered one of the top players in the league. He's he's definitely gone up to that like upper echelon. He's not at the at the point of where McDavid or or, or those guys are, um, but the last few seasons he's put together, it's just you you see all of the tools he has, and it's very rare that you find a player. Uh, that possesses all of them so
1: who would you pick um if you had to answer that
0: best player not named connor mcdavid i think i would go with mckinnon um i just think again like you talk about all the tools that he has uh it's he's 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 a special player the the speed of his game the power in his game um yeah i i I think if 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 i was doing a uh you know nhl 23 fantasy draft open to anybody and I had the second pick, I'd be very comfortable taking Nathan McKinnon.
1: Yeah, it's hard to argue that. He's a fantastic player. I think though, just because of the position he plays, I might give the nod slightly to Kale McCarr. Yeah. Because Cale McCarr has got all that, you know, the speed, the talent, but he plays defense. And does a defense. And plays very well yeah. defensively as well as offense. So I think he kinda being the like modern age Bobby Orr Oh yeah. To me, is more valuable, being able to do it at that position. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, But don't get me wrong. I got a shot to get either one of those guys on my team. I'm doing whatever it takes to make it happen.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right, last question we go before we pay some final bills and and wrap up. This was a fun one. If you could grab dinner or drinks with any current NHL player, not on your favorite team, who would it be? I'm surprised by the top vote here. I am. The top vote-getter is Sidney Crosby at 20.2%. Does he seem like the most interesting dinner
0: guest? (sighs) Not really. Not 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 to me either. I mean... It could be surprised, like sit though. sit there and talk
1: hockey, sure. But if I'm going to go out to dinner, I'd want to do more and just talk hockey. Right, yeah. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury was just behind him at 19.3. That seems a little more.
0: I could get that. He's, he's got
1: a little more personality. He's got a fun, a more, fun personality. good yeah, tell you some good, dad
0: jokes. Good stories, yeah. That would that would be a good one. That would be a good one to pick. Uh,
1: Alex Ovechkin, third, 14.3. That could be fun. That would be fun just because after dinner, when you yeah. start. Throwing the shots and, and having some fun Parting with Alex Ovechkin You know, back in my 20s I would have been all over that Yeah. Uh, Matthew Kachuk uh, 10.1%, I could see that yep. He seems like a fun dude And then Brad Marchant, 5.6 As much as people hate him He does have a really He is a really funny guy oh, yeah. and probably he'd, be an entertaining, yeah.
0: he'd be an entertaining dinner guest I know
1: sure. who I would pick I have a feeling we'd pick the same guy
0: uh, we might. He's he's not currently uh, on our favorite team. Not yet, but we're he still whole. could. He still could be. Um, I would I would pick Phil Kessel. Me too, for <laughs> hundreds of reasons. Oh yes. A
1: because he just seems like he'd be an awesome dude to just sit there and BS with for an hour or yeah. two, and then you know obviously it'd be like hey, let's just go to Portillo's. Like yep. We don't have to go to like Cake some sh- fancy, trendy restaurant.
0: Cake we shake could, and, a, and a Chicago yeah, dog. Yeah, we
1: could just go to like the neighborhood hot dog stand and get a fries <laughs> and a couple of dogs and sit there over a, a liter of RC and, yeah. and just chill. <laughs> That'd be great. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and you know what is going to be a lot of fun? Guaranteed, mm-hmm. uh, we don't need to sign Phil Kessel to make our... Golf outing at Cog Hill. We should invite him though. A fun t- I, yeah, I, I know I know he likes golf. Yes, he's he's probably quite good at it. I would imagine. Yeah. A lot of NHL players are good at golf, but it's the uh, first annual oh well I can't say that. The inaugural <laughs> CHGO kickoff classic at Cog Hill coming up just in a matter of oh, three weeks. A couple of weeks. Three, three weeks from away. Friday, August twenty fifth. Shotgun start at nine A. M. You're gonna get uh, with your, it's a great deal, uh, 18 holes with the cart. You're going to get exclusive CHGO Pins and Aces golf towel for all- all players there are going to be whole contests giveaways and prizes there's gonna be lunch drinks and a ceremony after the round and of course as always our diehard members get a discounted rate mm-hmm. on their golfing it's gonna be a lot of fun most if not all of your favorite CHGO personalities are gonna be out there I know Mario is gonna be playing I think Jay's gonna be playing I'm not gonna be playing because I don't do <laughs> golf but I'll be there yeah. I'll probably be the guy measuring the longest putt contest I'll be there I'll say a We'll have fun. Uh, so make sure you're becoming a diehard cause to get not only your discount on the Cog Hill Golf Outing, but you're going to get the podcasts and live shows on every team every day, just like you already are. The post game shows, the premium written content for member uh, for diehards. Uh, there's going to be our rebuild report is going to be behind that paywall. Coming so back. you got to get the uh, diehard membership to read our rebuild report to stay up to date weekly on all Brock Hawks prospects around the world. You're going to get 20% off all events. Not only the uh, Cog Hill event, but You get your tickets for our Bears tailgate parties. Those are going to be starting up soon. Uh, There's going to be... We got one
0: more. uh, We we did the White Sox Cubs uh, down at guaranteed rate. We got another one coming up uh, at Wrigley Field on August 16th. Yep, there we go. Crosstown takeover series. I believe there's still a couple
1: of tickets left for that, so you can get those at 20% off. That's a ticket to the Cubs-Sox game August 16th, a pregame meetup, uh, I believe. I don't know if we've decided what bar that's at just yet. So Uh, there's... Uh, but you also get There's that awesome t shirt. Uh, either, yeah. w- either the North Side, uh, or, north south side or South Side t shirt with it. So you get saved 20% on that. You'll save 20% on all merchandise. Mm-hmm. You want to go on, you want to buy our new 98. Uh, 98- Designed t shirts, some of our old classics. We still got our Jonathan, our our captain t shirts, our legendary 81 shirts. There's the future of the league design. Uh, You'll save 20% on that at Alter. And you get one free shirt when you become a member, and you get to join the members only. Discord Chgo Lounge. That's where you get the get your first crack at Mailbag Monday questions. Oh yeah, and top priorities. First priority. So head over to allchgo.com. Click on the Diehard tab. Please support us. Become a Diehard member today. You are not going to regret it. I promise you that.
0: Tons of reasons uh, to be a Diehard. Tons of reasons to also uh, crack open an ice cold Goose Island beer on this. Uh, warm Wednesday afternoon. Goose Island is the proud beer sponsor of us here at CHGO, and they have been Chicago's beer since 1988. And when you go to crack open your uh, Wednesday afternoon beer, make sure it is a Goose IPA, the six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest. It's always in style with a citrus aroma and a bold, hot finish. If you're into the... Uh, darker, heavier IPAs. You got the Tropical Beer Hug, the Dry Hopped Imperial IPA. That's a 9.9 ABV that is dangerously easy to drink. Uh, if you're more of a Pilsner fan, go for their pull, full pocket pills. It's the everyday beer and what the Goose Island beer brewers are drinking. Or, if you like their staples, you can go to uh, the Golden Cans of 312 their Wheat Ale, uh, always in style for Goose Island. You can grab all of these and more at uh, their two locations in the city. You can go to their original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or you can go to their tap room on Fulton Street in West Town. Again, that is the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer.
1: All right, that's going to wrap up this episode of CHGO Blackhawks and uh, I'll be back tomorrow with Jay. Mario's going to be practicing for that Dog Hill event, uh, golfing with uh, your dad tomorrow. Enjoy that. Uh, and uh, hopefully you get a nice day out there for you. And then Should the three nice. of us will be back Friday. Friday. Uh, remote show. Maybe we'll break down those uh, more playoff questions. Uh, yes. <laughs> so uh, Jay and I back tomorrow at 2. Be sure to smash that like button on the way out. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hook us up with some five-star reviews online. And we'll meet you back here tomorrow at 2 p.m. Thanks, everybody.